Hey, top five songs about death. Allure's dad tribute list. Okay? Okay. Leader of the pack. The guy fucking beefs it on his motorcycle and dies, right? Dead Man's Curve, Jan and Dean. Do you know that right after they recorded that song, Jan himself um, crashed his... It was Dean, you fucking idiot. It was Jan. It was a long time after this. Okay, whatever. Castaways to Geek Salad episode 89, Wilson's Smog Monster Overdrive. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And we're talking today, actually, let's pose a, uh, a scenario for you. You're flying in an airplane. The airplane starts to go down. Now, keep in mind, you're the only survivor that will make it. Of course. You land on a desert island, mm-hmm. and the only thing you have to keep yourself entertained is five CDs. In a battery-powered, uh, solar-powered battery uh, CD player. Why well, just assume that coconuts have been discovered to have uh, battery properties? That work, and you can you can plug it into your your. Or coconut. just the plane that you were you were flying in carried a copious amount of D-cell batteries, like more D-cell batteries than you could ever ever need. You could probably stay- all the chicken cachetori sunk to the bottom of the ocean. The stuff that you really needed, but the batteries are there. But man. the batteries are there, all and right. you do get a work functional DVD player and only one movie. Comfort Cocktails Volume 8. Ooh, I'm getting them watching the hell out of that. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, so we are talking today about the five CDs you need to survive on in case you're stranded. You're still going on about that movie, aren't you? Comfort Cocktails. <laughs> I was going to have another piece of apple pie. <laughs> no. apple I'm on. certainly not having whipped cream on it. If you <laughs> So, let's get started with Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. And Chris writes, Ah, life on a desert island. There's loneliness, there's savages, there's a smoke monster, there's Chungo. There's Survivor Man. And, of course, there's Gilligan and Skipper. If there's any, some way to get a CD player to work without electricity or 50 years of battery life, here are the five CDs I would bring with me on a desert island. Number one on Chris's list is the BBC radio version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ooh, nice one, Chris. Now, there would be no rule that it had to be a music CD, so I picked up something that would definitely keep me entertained while I searched for food and shelter. And I definitely wouldn't tire of multiple plays of this CD. I only selected the first Hitchhiker's CD because it's only fair since we are picking five Desert Island CDs, and since Hitchhiker's CD is five parts, I'll just stick with my first, in my, uh, my opinion, the best in the collection. And by the time you're uh, rescued, you probably have it memorized. Like he doesn't already? Yeah, probably he does. Or you're eaten by a Baltic squid, one or right. the other. 
Number two, Money Python, the final ripoff. What Good in the choice. name of Christ is he? Oh, okay. I love me some Python, and this one can keep me entertained for for a long time. It has the Python staples like Argument, Sit on My Face, the Lumberjack Song, Cheese Shop, which is my personal favorite, Nudge Nudge, and Spanish Inquisition, a great addition to anyone's Desert Island collection. Cheese Shop. I do love the cheese shop. I would asphyxiate myself with two coconuts up my nose before I listen. All right. Winsleydale. <laughs> yes? No, please. No, that's my name, Winsleydale. Guys, All this right. is horrible stereotype to be doing. Okay. Monty Python. Come on. Number three on Chris's list, Dreamboat Annie by Heart. That's true. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer's Heart. I love saying that. First, and in my <laughs> opinion, best album. This is Chris saying he loves saying that. This one had Magic Man, Crazy on You. The title track and my personal favorite, Soul of the Sea, which is a perfect song to listen to resting, resting on an island beach. Uh, we, are we not going to make Ann Wilson fat jokes? Uh, not, well, Dreamboat Annie, actually, she was on the skinny. She was really hot. Side. She was yeah. better looking of the two. I actually saw a video for them, like when they were, you know, it was on VH1 Classic. They were on some German TV show called Music Laden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's as skinny as a rail. I mean, they, I mean, they were clearly lip syncing. Right. It was Barracuda, actually. I don't think that was on the best No. I've known Chris for a lot shorter time than neither of you, and I still knew he would have part on there. Everybody knows he has. Yep. Part of his four horsemen. <laughs> Number four. Then, the earlier years by They Might Be Giants. Andrew Wilson would be the horse. <laughs> My favorite TMBG album. Although I love all the TMBG collection, all 1,000-ish songs, I'm more partial to the earlier pre-flood tracks. They were weirder back then, and I love it. Yeah. And then number five, UHF original motion picture soundtrack, another stuff by Weird Al Yankovic. That's a good one. Love the songs and skits on the album. Some of my faves are Spatula City, Gandhi 2. Well, who doesn't like Spatula City? <laughs> Honey, where's the spatula? Okay, kids, let's go. There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters from the Planet Near Mars, Money for Nothing, Beverly Hillbillies. Great topic this month. I'm sorry, is Spatula City a takeoff in Paradise City? No. No, no, it's actually just It's a, just a commercial. commercial Spatula thing. City, Spatula City. We sell spatulas, and that's all. <laughs> Chris concludes, great topic this month. Keep up the good work. Until next podcast, Chris. Hello, Edward. So, um, so we took it to Facebook and Twitter, as we always do. Mike, you've got a few you want to... Yes. Bring up. Uh, my former co-worker, Rory, he brought up actually quite a few here. He's got uh, Messengers by August Burns, Red Valor and Vengeance by Since the Flood, Strangers by Hills Have Eyes, A Call to Martyrs by Mortal Treason, and The Flood by Of Mice and Men. I can't comment on one of those albums. Yep. Not one. Plus he's got an honorable... They could be a polka band. It could be a rock... <laughs> I have no idea. He's actually got a couple of honorable mentions as well. Uh, Sempernatural by Bring Me the Horizon and uh, Jane Doe by Converge. God, that's a fucking old record. I have no idea who any of those people Seriously, are. I mean, I feel like I should be spouting out Guy Lombardo albums or something. Well, they all 
I mean, they all sound like new metal bands, or it sounds like I, th- yeah. I think they're like, alt. I think it sounds like, like alt, Italian alt he- he- alt metal or something. Stuff you'd hear on Octane, yeah, on Sepius. <laughs> and actually, B Mix also sent me his list. Oh wow! Oh yeah. Uh, can I guess? Go can right I try and guess? Yeah. Okay, he's gonna have an Almond Brothers album there. Of course so I'm he would. Guess, like, he Idle Wild South. Nope. Uh, Eat a peach. Nope. The title album. Uh, let me read through these. All right. Uh, Roger Waters, In the Flesh Alive. Oh, that is a good album. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. How do you like that one, huh? I don't. Uh, the Allman Brothers, Live at the Fillmore. Oh, that's... All right, makes sense. Okay, that's good. Metallica, Kill em All. I don't like that one either. It's and, That one's an acquired taste. It's No, it's not. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal album. It's a fabulous album. I love I, it. Okay. Love it. No, I understand. And yeah. finally, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Texas Flood. Ooh, that's a good one. I bet you'll get a few text Stevie Ray Vaughan. You might, yeah. I bet we'll get a couple of them. All right. So that's all I got. All right. So from Twitter, at Jason DiMartino wrote... Oh, wow. Uh, ...that for the CDs that he'd like to have on a desert island, any that have a high interest rate and are pre- preferably close to their maturity date. I don't get it. Oh, hey, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he's so clever and dour at the same time. All right, so some of the responses. I got other descriptions for that, but we got on Facebook. Matt McCracken said, "My list might serve to incriminate me." Go right that's ahead. all. I'm old. Give me, give me, give me. It's incriminating all of us. <laughs> well, or that's... is it like kitty porn soundtracks or something? Uh, I don't know. Oh, we get that back up there. Okay, Stephen Bailey wrote Ooh. London Calling by The Clash. Excellent choice. Uh, the Pretenders' self-titled album. Oh. Cut by The Slits. Who's Next by The Who. And Graceland by Paul Simon, which is an excellent album. Oh, I just... Um... Hmm. I understand why people choice. would like it. No, no he's, it's very eclectic. Hmm. I mean, you go from The Slits to Paul Simon. I mean, that's... I think The Slits are a... I think they're a female punk band. Yeah, they are. Okay. Mike Trigolo brought up Peter Gabriel. So, Ooh, Houses one. of the Holy by Led Zeppelin. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that one. That's okay. Seal's first album. Okay, we're we're dropping. <laughs> All right. Holy to Seal. Brahms Requiem. Okay. And Stevie Ray Vaughan in Step. Another Stevie Ray Vaughan. I don't think I would want to listen to anything called Requiem while I'm on a desert island. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's a slight tinge of orange in the sky. <laughs> oh, shit. I suppose I'm going to die soon. All right. Lynn Johnson brought up Les Miserables, because you got to have a musical. Aerosmith, Greatest Hits. Oh. The Who, Who's Next. James Taylor, Best of First Edition. And Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. I'm assuming she really means uh, uh, Zeppelin four. four. Yeah, um, we actually threw a rule out there, which got ignored a whole lot. So I, I think it's a silly rule, though. So maybe if you're listening to the greatest hits album, you listen yeah. to the greatest. No, hits I understand album. that, but I mean, and a lot of people the, like the, the greatest hits. A lot of people, oh yeah, are not necessarily no, I, album or I understand that. I mean, I just think that there are certain albums that are just the perfect listening. You know, collections are collections are collections, and if you like a band, you'll love the collection of them. Yeah. All right. So uh, next, Brian Delaney wrote Fleetwood Mac Rumors, uh, soundtrack to A Star Is Born. Carol King. Yeah. Am I right, Carol King? No, actually, that's um, Streisand. 
No, but I mean, he must have a Carol King. He loves Carol King. Well, we're getting into that in a second. Um, the Eagles, Hotel California. Oh, that's good. Journey's Greatest Hits. I love it. And, oh, not Carol King, but the Grease 2 soundtrack. What? Because he's a cool writer. Wow. Did he write that? Yes, he did. He couldn't have had even gone for the good Grease soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> if he's cool enough, he can burn me through and through. Um, Dave, I'm ashamed you even know that song. Oh, you know how many times I've had to see that album? Oh, that movie? I had to see that movie. It was an HBO classic. Oh, I played it constantly. Good God, was that a classic. I have never seen it. You've never... I've oh, never my, seen Grease 2. The Zmed is in it. Adrian Zmed. <laughs> uh, a guy who's at um, Shooter McGavin from the Happy Gilmore movies is in it. <laughs> Maxwell Caulfield of, yeah, of nothing of, fame. Of Empire Records fame. Oh, thanks. Yeah, exactly. All right, David McLean uh, said the CD he would bring is the audiobook version of the Complete Idiot's Guide to Boat Building. Oh, I get it. Funny. Uh-huh. Kathy Cloutier <laughs> says that if I told you, you'd be amazed how fast you threw up from my responses, so I'll save you. Oh. All right, Joe Angers. Uh, his choices are Layla and other assorted love songs by Derek and the Dominoes. Fabulous choice. That's a great choice. Dire Straits, live at the BBC. Okay, we're, okay. we're, we're taking a downturn. Best of OMD by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. <laughs> what, they have a best of? <laughs> 17 versions. Of, if you leave. <laughs> if you leave. Texas Flood by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Outstanding. Wow. Second show. And the 1812 Overture by the Boston Pops, conducted by Mr. John Williams. Not Keith Lockhart? Nope. The sweatiest man conducting anything. <laughs> Well, the guy usually has towels tied under his pants. <laughs> America! Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Hugh Hunt, Huntwork brought up Blind by the Sundays. A Different Kind of Fix by Bombay Bicycle Club. December by George Winston. Staring at the Sea by The Cure. Ooh. And, of course, uh, Operation Mindcrime by Queensryche. Uh, there are some excellent albums. Would really you... like that last two. Yeah, uh, staring at the sea is is such an indication that how good the, the Cure used to be. That was is that that was B sides though, right? No, no. Uh, staring at the sea was their best of prior to disintegration, which was kind of like their big, um, like their big commercial breakout, like their super big commercial breakout. Okay. So, but it's like well, the best of it. I mean, I like the Cure. Maybe I'm thinking of it the wrong album then. Okay, but I mean, this is like this is a better best of than like the later like the Cure, the best of when Robert Smith got really fat. <laughs> oh, now he looks like a black olive. Oh, he <laughs> it's like when I saw Ozzy a couple months back. He came out in like a giant body sock, a black <laughs> body sock. I believe that the uh, the term that you brought up was he looked like thirty pounds of shit in a ten pound bag. Yes, he did. All right, Melissa Rock brings up Joe Jackson. Looks sharp. Is that the one with um? No, actually, no. This is the one with uh, is she really going out with him? Oh, okay, so that's before. Yeah, Madness, uh, Liberty of Norton Fulgate, Adam and the Ants, Dirk wears white socks. What? <laughs> Ramones Mania, the best of the Ramones, and Soft Cell. This this last night in Sodom. And yes, she's showing her age. <laughs> I'm cold and there are wolves after me. These comments are all coming from the posters. So, uh, next up. Oh, Jim, your wife. Steve Winwood? Huh? 
Steve was shot. Oh, if only. <laughs> There'd be fights galore in the Ethier household this evening. Sofa City for Jim. Population? Him. All right, uh... So, uh, Rebecca said, and reiterates that I said only one greatest hits album, but it appears everyone's breaking the rules, so, uh, number one for her is Billy Joel, Greatest Hits, Volumes 1 and 2, um, mm-hmm. Decade by Duran Duran. You like that. Huh? I do. I actually question why she didn't put gra- uh, Greatest on there instead, because it's a more expansive best of. She has it. Yeah, yeah. She said she lost it, though, or something, but Nick knows all the tracks on it. Nick knows all the tracks on it. Uh, number three, oh, here's a shock, Faith by George Michael. <laughs> um, four for her is one by the Beatles, and five is Pyromania by Def Leppard. Nice. Pete Callahan uh, says, in no particular order, anything by the Beatles, um, except for Let It Be. Pete has always told me that Let It Be sounds like a divorce. Well, okay. it was the last thing they ever did. Yeah. No, no, it's not. It's not. No. No, the last thing, Abby. No, Abbey Abbey Road was the last thing they recorded, but Let It Be came out after. Right? right, exactly. And Pete and I also both agree that the White Album may possibly be one of the most overrated, greatest uh, albums of all time. It is their worst album. Um, of of their perceived class. Of their perceived class, exactly. It is the worst. It doesn't even come near Rubber Soul or Revolver, Revolver or yeah, or Sergeant Pepper. Clearly, I know you're not yeah. that. But I love Let It Be. Oh, Yellow Submarine. Let It Be is a good, a good album. I love Let it well, it's got Across the Universe, which is a fantastic song. But it has Get Back in it, which is... (laughs) Yeah, um, all right. Pete then says Magic Touch by Stanley Jordan. Achtung Baby by U2. Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. Oh, I know that. And an assortment of classical music, Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, etc. All on the same disc. So just to change so any basically moment. this dude's hooked on classics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, whatever. Best of classical. K-Tel's radioactive! <laughs> we got Bach, we got Wagner. We got Beethoven. Do you want B- Debussy? Pussy. <laughs> Alright. Um, Kevin Nesman brought up uh, Astral Weeks by Van Morrison. Um, in the Airplane. Oh, oh alright. By Van Morrison. In the Airplane. Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, not under the sea. <laughs> Who's next by the Who? Tunnel of Love by Bruce Springsteen. Who's next has been on a couple times, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, um, yeah. That was his second show like And uh, Hunky Dory by uh, David Bowie. Hunky Dory has. I want to say. Fashion. Yeah, I think so. I think fashion. They like all the. I, I love Bowie, but all of his his great albums all kind of bleed they together. All bleed together, yeah. I mean, there's there's uh, was it Aladdin, Sane, and. Ziggy Stardust. Is it, well, yeah, yeah. but his his essentials is a great Dying essentials. Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve, uh, Steve Dermody. I wanted to explore CDs a little further, but he doesn't call these favorites, but they intrigue him. Fresh Wine for the Horses by Rob Dickinson. Mondo Kane by Mike Patton. It's a disc that covers Italian pop tunes from the fifties and sixties. I thought that's called Mondo Cani. Oh, maybe Mike Patton, you mean the guy from Faith No More? Yeah. Angel Dust by uh, Faith No More, Priest Equals Aura by The Church, and London Calling by The Clash. That's the second show for that one, too. Yep. Well, you, I kind of expected that one to show up a few times. That, is, yeah. that was rated the number one album of the 80s when Rolling Stone put their top well, 100 list Stone's together. Well, of Rolling Stone's going to choose that one. It's a great album. It is a great album. I just don't It's not the best album. Of the, I'm no. sorry. It's not. It's a great album. Yeah. But it's not. It's, it's not. Yeah. Thriller is the top album of the 80s. It just should end there. I'm sorry. All right. In terms of being... 
quintessential in terms of being, you know, pe- you know, and if you're pushing it further out, people who were influenced by it. I mean, it, I think it was one of the top selling albums of the eighties. Thriller. Oh, it is the top selling. It's yeah. top selling album of all oh. time. Yeah. Is it still? Yeah. Vanilla Fudge didn't beat it. No, amazingly enough. Oh, and no, I used to what, about, what about Hot Tuna? One of those canned heat? One of the bread? Bread? No, um, and amazingly enough, none of ICP's albums mm. have beaten it. Hey. None of them. All right, next up, Andy Tatnall uh, said, For now, it would be Radiohead in Rainbows, DJ Shadow, and Traducing, Portishead's self-titled album, Tears for Fears, Songs from the Big Chair. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a very good one. And the Kinks' Ultimate Collection. Good choice. As my one compilation. However, you could probably take Jonathan Colton's Artificial Heart or anything with uh, Thing of Week albums and he'd just be happy. Alright, I'll go with Jonathan Colton. I like Jonathan Colton. Yeah. That was a very intriguing, eclectic list of music. There was some weird stuff. There was some weird stuff in there, but this would, I mean, shit, putting this all together into one massive playlist. It would be pretty wild. It would be pretty wild. So, um,. As you probably noticed, two of our uh, two of our hosts weren't able to make it. Uh, Mike C was called into a committee meeting, so he's uh, not a committee, by the way. Right, but he did send his list. Uh, he wishes he could be there for this one. He's just say that he's owed a big favor for this meeting tonight. So his his honorable mentions. Asia. Actually, yes, Asia. Yes, this one did not make don't his prime cry. list. Don't, don't cry. Do you know what I found out about that first album, that first Asia album? They were all chain-smoking cigarettes, and now they are cigarettes. Amazing, yeah. Oh. Actually, this was the number one selling album of 1982. I just well, found that out. what came out of 1982 against it? Um, Pyromania came out. Man at Work, Pyromania. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there, but... It beat Pyromania. It didn't beat Pyromania took a long time. To, it oh, took a lot okay, of coding, just yeah. 1982. Just for the year. Okay. Because a Thriller was released in 1982. Late, 1982. Late, yeah, late, that, yeah. One, that one really hit in 1983. All right, Dave Brubeck, uh, Time Out. Oh. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's The Live Album, the 1975 to oh, 1987 okay, yeah. album. Okay. Great album. It is, yes. I mean, it's a box set, but it's a really good mix of music. Yeah. Not a mix of music; it's all Springsteen. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's, the, well, it's the best of Springsteen. I mean, right? That's when it, that's when he did all his best stuff. Absolutely. And then uh, Rush Chronicles. You're happy I, about that one? I'm very happy about that one. I'm assuming he means Rush Chronicles Two, which is like all the big hits. Yeah, you say so. Actually, it is all the big hits. It's like all the '80s stuff that people tend to not not like non-Rush fans tend to identify with. It has Tom Sawyer in it. Oh, dear. I think hey, I made up for that once. Uh, we forgot someone. Who? We forgot Louis Zanka. Oh, Can I... shoot. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go uh, to Louis, and then we'll go back to Mike. Okay. Uh, oh, Louis, Louis put uh, Stereophonics. you got to go there to come back. <laughs> Nuno. Schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, Nuno. Uh, Motley Crue, the self-titled release with John Karabi. After they kicked Vince Neil out for being a douche hole. <laughs> Butch Walker, left of self-centered in Duran Duran's All You Need Is Now. That's a good... That's a, that's that's a very good mix. That's not a bad list. And I mean, Don Lou e. is from Hudson, so I can understand why uh, Nuno's on there. And, and Don E. Huckins Jr. has Weird Al Polka Party, M-Flow, Beat, Beat Space Nine, Escala, Escala, The Final <laughs> Fantasy... 
4 soundtrack in MC Lars The Giant Robot Kills. That's for the Final <laughs> Fantasy 7 soundtrack, but I can see where he's going from. But you digress, sir. Man, <laughs> talking best stuff here. I'm cool. No, that's fine. That's fine. All right. Let's get back to Mike. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, finally on Mike's list is The Clash from he- Live from Here to Eternity. All right. Have you heard that one, Jim? I own it. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge Clash fan, so... I know, sh- I, I know what you're talking about. It always shocks me. I know. It shames it me. Doesn't make, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but whatever. Hmm. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a good... It's a good, um, it's a good list of their stuff. I mean, they don't miss anything on it. They pretty much cover all their bases on that album. All right. And now here's Mike's Island albums. These are his top five. Okay. We'll start with... Uh, Metallica, Ride the Lightning. Actually showed up quite oh, a bit. It's a good album. If you say so. No, in fact, my friend Steve brought this one up as being one of his favorites. Oh, it's so good. I would. It just missed on mine. It just missed, and I, it, it's for me. It's the one that got. It was a. It, it was the last album, the last cut. Yeah, me. it is so good. But I figured everybody was going to put it on, so I was trying to be oh, a little different. Yeah, no, I know it's. It's 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 tough when you can kind of anticipate all the uh, the pruning and everything. Yeah, I mean you want to have a conversational piece. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that none of my list made it onto anybody else's list. Yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> I'm fairly certain of that as well, sir. <laughs> um, next up, Wynton Marcellus, Black Codes from the Underground. Mike's a trumpet player, so he enjoys a smooth Marcellus tune from here and there. If you're, you know, and every now and then. Well, he's pretty smooth. He's pretty smooth. That Mike.
House in Chains facelift. Yeah. Which one? What, He's surprising me. He's yeah. got some heavy, heavy stuff in what, there. What's, what's the, what are the big ones on Facelift? Facelift? Um, it Ain't Like That. Um, what is it? Man in the Box is on there. All right. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know that they they, that of cra- they did a song called "Sea of Crap." Sea I know. Of, I'm, I'm used to the covers of "Sea of Crap." No, I have. The, I listen to the album. I can't. Sea of Sorrows. All right. I mean, my my all time favorite song from uh, from Alice in Chains is again. That's the self titled third album. Yeah, with the one leg with the three leg dog, dog. Yeah. Next up, The Police, Ghost in the Machine. Oh, I know you certainly agree with yeah. that. I do. Um, That's my favorite police it, album. Is it? Absolutely. Well, let's go with your favorite police song on it, Invisible It Sun. has my favorite police yeah. song on it. Is that is that Invisible Sun? Invisible Sun. Yes, great song. And then finally on Mike's top five, Hollow Notes Greatest Hits. Uh, 
I okay. I heartily endorse that. I would agree. <laughs> heartily. Very much so. Yep. Have you ever watched Live at Daryl's House? No, I haven't. I heard it. it's a trip, though. It's funny just because basically with the show, it, musically, he's got a very tight band. Yeah. Because he doesn't have John Oates. <laughs> um, but he's got a, he's got like these really 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 good musicians. They, they these mimics who can come out and just play anything because they bring artists out and they they play their they play a couple songs from them and then they'll play some Hall and Oates songs. Right. Like they had CeeLo Green came out and he did a couple of his songs and then he did a killer version of I Can't Go for That. It was awesome. Huh. The Ooh. greatest baseline, by the way. But then what they do is they have a meal, and they all sit around the table. Like, he brings in some chef from upstate New York, because, you know, there's so many of them up there. (laughs) And um, they sit around, and what these guys basically do is, I think there's somebody with a shotgun to these new artists' heads, because they basically have to talk about (laughs) how how awesome Daryl Hall is, who, by the way, is taking on a distinct look of... Mufasa from The Lion King. <laughs> no, I've seen, I've, I've seen his... his uh, he looks like Mufasa. His incredible mane. But, they, yeah, they basically go, oh, you know, I remember hearing uh, H2O for the first time, and it really changed my life, and it changed my <laughs> world. It's like, look, I like Colin Oates, too. Nothing they've ever done has changed my life. They're a nice listening band. If, if you're driving... If you, if, they're a great Sunday drive band. If you're driving down the road on a Sunday afternoon, and Man Eater comes on, you're not going to turn it off. No. All right. And if any one of those artists ever mentions John Oates, the shotgun's going off. <laughs> I saw, I was listening to uh, the 80s Top 40 from the year 1980, and one of the songs, you know, firmly ensconced in the low 30s, was a Hall & Oates song that John Oates sang that sharded. He he, he did uh, You Lost That Loving Feeling. He Did he? He sang that. All right. Well, all right. He's the original, the yeah, the original album version, and then Daryl took over afterwards, saying, "You don't know what you're doing. Let me, let me just try it out." Look, guys, <laughs> John has been loyal to me. He's a step above Andrew Ridgely. He can kind of <laughs> play his instrument. And the uh, Hall and Oates behind the music, they of course they have to talk about the John Oates solo project. <laughs> this album is about the you know all my trials and tribulations. Oh, great. Yep. Thanks. Oh, by the way, we found another one in Twitter here that. Um, just kind of got lost in the shovel here. Who? Uh, at Ape Cod, Steve Day Ooh. wrote um, to his, his albums. I already brought up Ride the Lightning. But, excuse me. Vulgar Display of Power. I have no idea Pantera. who that is. Pantera, okay. Oh, okay. Inhuman Rampage. Don't know. Uh, um, that's Dragonfire. Yeah, Dragon yeah, Force. it is. Uh, Rush is 2112. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, it's good. And the soundtrack to Elder Scrolls V. Oh, yeah! There you go for that one. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) I like this, dude. I am amazed how much how many video game soundtracks ended oh, up on this. Oh, Skyrim is wonderful. There'll be times I'm having a bad day. You just go I'll listen. just take my character and walk. You hear beautiful music, birds oh, yeah. are chirping. I mean, every once in a while a dragon descends. And, and tries then, to then, eat then you. you get that like that. It's like that, uh, up, that upwelling of like class level. Oh, like, it's wonderful. Uh, have you you haven't heard it? Huh? No, I haven't. Oh, you need. I don't. To have, I don't have an Xbox. Well, you suck. Okay, but you can get it on PC. I really dislike playing games on PC. <laughs> right, you don't have to do that. Go on YouTube. Just, Just listen, you, oh, on yeah, YouTube. You're right. You're right. All right. So Adam also couldn't make it today. So um, he wrote, sent in his list. Hello, Geek Salad. My apologies for phoning this one in. I'm feeling a little rundown today. And the weather is a tad bad for er- erratic, even for New England. It was. Yep. This is a difficult homework assignment for me since I have not owned or listened to a CD since Urkel was funny. Wow. Was Thank Urkel. God we're bringing the experts in. Yep. Happened during that five-minute period there. I was an early adopter when MP3 technology hit the streets. So, like, a, like the Dodo CDs became extinct for me around 1998 when uh, the Rio was introduced. But here's a list of CDs I'd like with me if I were inter- if I were stranded on a desert island. Number one, Eddie Murphy, Raw. Ooh. Because, like hey, yeah. when, you're, when you're looking down the barrel of a coconut frond noose, you need to laugh. To American women, I like American women. I got a friend, got a Japanese girlfriend, you know, and Japanese women are the most docile women on the planet. They're real, that's real timid, 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 timid women. Like I walked in the house and his friend, Japanese girl, bowed to me when I walk in. I said, What's wrong with your wife? Back and shit. He said, That's a Japanese thing, they always bow. I was like, Oh shit. And I said, Miss, did you decorate the house? And she she looked at the husband, the husband did like this, you may speak. And she spoke. And I was like, now that's pussy control for you there. You know, because I'm used to American women saying, you don't own me. Hey, baby, where you going? (laughs) Excuse me? I said, where you going? You don't own me. You my woman, ain't you? I don't see no rings on these fingers. (laughs) Are you going to put a ring on this finger? Well, I will, I will, I will. Well, then you don't owe me in, okay? First of all, let me tell you, I don't give a fuck who you are or what you have, okay? You got a whole lot of nerve to come inside and ask me where I'm going. I come and go as I please. I don't answer my father. I ain't going to answer no man either. Ain't no man going to tell me where I can go. I come and go. You got a whole lot of motherfucking nerve. Who the hell do you think you are anyway? Or come and ask me where I'm going? Nobody owns me. I own myself. I'm my own person. And we hear all that shit? Okay. Number two, license to ill the Beastie Boys. Because there's no sleep till Brooklyn unless you're slowly dying of dehydration. Guitar played by Kerry King of Slayer. Yeah. I'm not surprised that he would have that on there. Yeah, I... Yeah, that's... He pretty much just sc- I, he screams I, Beastie Boy fans. You know what's funny though? I'm kind of surprised because most big Beastie Boy fans always look at Paul's Boutique, 
or Rob. They all, yeah, they always leave off license to ill. What's 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 the other one I'm talking about? There's Paul's Boutique and well, oh. the one with Sabotage. Yeah. It. It's right. called Sabotage. It's Sabotage, right? No. Oh, it's... Uh, it's well, I'm Mike Dean. I'm back from the dead. The one with the song with that on. Right. I, I don't know. Hanging down the front, down the club, man. Next up on Adam's list, my Dixie, re- uh, my Dixie Wrecked by the Choir Boys. Wait for it. You'll get it in a minute. Down at the stock car track, Dixie was my race car girl. Twelve was the number on her super stock Chevy and a helmet on her long blonde curls. She was pedal to the metal, fast and cool, looked like a calendar girl. For snap-on tools, rumors all over town that she would go down. One of my favorite lines. It was Saturday night when Dixie's number 12 blew a tire. Spun out in a turn, went into the wall, and a rear end caught on fire. I couldn't do nothing but a hope and pray. It strapped her in and it took her away. You know, she nearly broke her neck. On the night my Dixie wreck. This is where you sing along. My Dixie wreck. What a feel is showing. My Dixie wreck. Every moment it's a growing. My Dixie wreck. Like a Roman candle. My Dixie wreck. It's hard to handle. My Dixie wreck. I should have seen it coming. My Dixie wreck. Now my thoughts are turned. Don't sing this. To the cause and the effect of the fact. My Dixie wreck. It's a single log. Yeah, you get the handle. Some people in their cars right there are going. <gasps> I get it. Ah. Magical mystery tour of the Beatles. Because I wish I was tripping on acid as I slowly go insane trying to clean the sand out of my solar powered CD player. And finally, Brush Fire Fairy Tales by Jack Johnson. Because I hope that when I'm stranded, I'm stranded with Jim, and I know how much he loves Cool Island Breeze, that is Jack Johnson and all his pot-smoking, sandal-wearing musical splendor. shells crushed beneath his feet as he comes towards you he's waving his shoe lift him up to see what you can see he begins his focus in here aiming at shoe and now we have got away from memories and close-ups of anything that he has seen or even dreamed and 
now he's finished focusing his imagining lightning striking sea sickness away from here <laughs> he wears sandals I thought he just went barefoot that's why they introduced that line of shoes <laughs> JJ Cash no, I actually bought a pair I was a I was at the beach. We were all at the beach, and I bought a pair of sandals. I'm like, I feel like a fucking Birkenstock wearing hippie. And then I loved them, and I wore them all the time. <laughs> Flip-flops, ladies! Check out my toes! So that's it for my list. I think I'll be happy with Eternity and these albums, unless, of course, I figure out a way to make rum, at which point I won't need uh, music when I have Captain Morgan to keep me company. Until next time, keep it nerdy. Adam. Where's the rum? Ah! Ah! Rum ham! No! Frank, stay in the boat! Frank, rum stay ham. in the boat! Oh, rum ham! I'm sorry, rum ham! I'm sorry! Nice. That was a good ad. That was a very nice list. Yes, yeah. that was a that very was interesting list. Yes. I like the Eddie Murphy inclusion. That That's good. Yeah, no, I, I agree with it. Because when you're being surrounded by tiger sharks... You know, you, you gotta, gotta laugh. You gotta yeah. laugh. Yeah. So, uh, that... And as everyone knows, Tiger Sharks do not like the sound of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're off again. There they go. So, uh, why don't we get started with ours? Um, we each had five. Mm-hmm. And we're just gonna do it round table style. Okay. So, Jim, why don't you start us off? Okay, so... So what are you gonna do? You, I'll do one. Yeah. Do one. You do one. Are right, yep. we starting in five? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I, I don't um, have an order because you know yeah. it's just. All right. Um, I guess I'll go with. I actually had a last minute switch because I really, really had to think about it, and it really. It bothered. I felt like I needed to have a genre, this type of genre, on it. So I put on Pantera's Great Southern Trend Kill. Okay. Ooh. Which I really like because I do I do like my Pantera. Okay, what's well, so what's one of the, the key songs? What's kind oh, of... there's not it. You know, it's like of all the Pantera songs, you don't know a lot of right. it. Um, I was gonna say Cowboys from Hell, but. I, I, you know, I'll put Cowboys. Forget it. Cowboys from Hell. Cowboys, Cowboys from Hell. Okay. Okay. And that has Cowboys from Hell and has Cemetery Gates. Mm. It's um, it's a classic. It is a metal classic. It, uh, Pantera, I, I, I don't think people understand how good they were. I actually saw them open for Black Sabbath 
And I, you ever go, you ever see a band open up for another band and they become a huge, they become yeah. a huge success, and you don't realize what you were seeing at the time, and yeah. now you really regret dumping yeah. on them. Yeah, didn't pay more attention to them. It's like crap. Now they're gone, and I'll never see them live again. This is the, that's one of those albums. It's, it's uh, Dimebag Daryl is the most underrated metal guitarist of all time. He might be the greatest metal guitarist of all time. <clears throat> he really, really might. No, be. I've I've always enjoyed what I've heard from them. I couldn't name a song, but I. I no, like, turn this shit off. Mike! Alright, <clears throat> so I'm going to deviate from everyone, pretty much everyone else is on the list, and bring in some country. Alright, go ahead. He's shit on Guns N' Roses, <laughs> he's shit on Ride the Lightning, but here comes Boxcar Willie. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Actually, here comes Rascal Flat. Oh, I would have rather taken by that. Okay, <laughs> you know what? Their subtitled album. Alright, I'm going to pump the brakes. <laughs> I don't like country. I like them, because I really like that guy's voice. Hmm. And he's kind of doughy and dumpy looking, and the other guy's like these really hot, you know, these really good looking guys. Well, I don't know why I said hot, but they were good looking guys, and then this dumpy dude comes rolling out. Uh, Actually, the original original album, they didn't look dumpy yet, but um, I I just, they have some of the best harmonizing vocals. You don't really get that too much from hard rock. Apparently, you haven't heard rats dancing undercover, sir. No, I haven't. All right then. Oh, it was a classic. No, Refrain your comments. The, that that was the um this this album was actually the very first one that popped onto my list because it is the one of the first times I've ever remembered listening to an album and liking every single song on it. Every single song I love. I I, I don't think I would ever buy it, but if it's on the radio, I'll listen to them. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're actually very good. And I don't like country, but they don't tend to pull, you know, break out the fiddles either, which is no. usually that's when they usually lose me. It's like, oh, the guy he has a you know nice rich baritone voice, yeah. beautiful harmonies, really nice thumb picking guitar, and then out come the fiddles. fiddles yep, and it's it's shit kicking time. <laughs> you can see the, the the line of leather boots just doing their thing. It's tight. Um, actually, a couple of my favorite songs on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm moving on, which is a pretty, which is one of the first big hits from that one. And another one that's not as big of a hit, but it's called uh, "It's Not Just Me." It's very. It is honestly, it's my favorite song on that album. Okay. Very heartfelt one. It's the the melodies are just fantastic. All right. So for me, this was the this one could have ended up on the bottom five. It was re. This was my top one, and you know I probably you know I might regret it later on. But my number five on my list 
is the Gin Blossom's New Miserable Experience. I knew they'd be on there. I, I listened to this album again today, and there, again, isn't a bad song on the album. Yeah. You and know, there's it's it's a it's weird because there is there is actually a country sounding bar song on there. Um, you know, fun, I, yeah. I I actually when the album first came out, I liked it. I thought it was good, but it could it could just killed on the radio. The problem with the album is that it had one you know two singles that got played to death, and two other singles that no one paid attention to. Right. Right. But I mean. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good depth in some of the other songs. I mean, "Hey Jealousy" is a really good pop song. Found out about you is a really good alter, alternative, you know, song. Stuff like um, "Hold Me Down," "Pieces of the Night," just really just good stuff. You know, it's it has a lot. It just has a lot of good depth on you it. Know That's what's why funny? it ended up on this list. The reason why I like those songs and I like that, I, and it's I, I don't want to say it's nostalgic, but it does you know harken back to the early '90s for me when I kind of had a musical renaissance. Yeah, and I guess they were kind of part of it because you know you know you were coming you know for me I know not you because you were more of an alt fan. You know, you were in high school, but I, you know, I was kind of coming off the hair metal scene. Yeah. And it was one of these things where my taste started running really mellow. And I, this was a good album. This is a, and I, I remember distinctly driving around in the summer. Yeah. I didn't let the cops chase, chase you around or anything. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it, I have good memories listening to that record. I do too. And I mean, this is. I almost like this album ushers in like the last really good mu- uh, year of music, ninety three to ninety four. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think I still think there's some good stuff that comes out. I mean, obviously, you know, the Foo's come out yeah. later on, and they're great. But oh, what you're saying is consistent, it just turns like, in terms like, of the consistency. I well, mean, of because just, you don't like rap. Well, that's and you don't that's like R and B, and that's where we are these days. That's true, sadly. All right, Jim. What's your four? Uh, it's not my four. I'm no, not yeah, no order. Uh, I'm going to go with my favorite album of all time, which is uh, Led Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti. That is a great album. That is a really good it album. It is there. It's, it, 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 it has cashmere on it. Stars to fill my dream. I'm a trap 
has, so, I mean, the B side, I mean, the second album, because it's a, it's a double yeah. album, mm-hmm. you know, Down by the Seaside and Ten Years Gone. It has a song called The Rover, which they never played live, and it is such a great song. It It's the first album I listened to from, you know, beginning to end for Led Zeppelin, and it's really what turned me on to them. It was not rock and roll, and it wasn't it wasn't Black Dog or, or a whole lot of love. It was that album. It was very conceptual. I don't know if it was conceptual, but what they did was when they made the album, it was pieces from the first four albums, and then when they went, they went on some trip to the Middle East. They said right. to buy antiques, which I guess hookah pipes <laughs> are antiques. But they went up, but they started listening to that Carnatic music in India, and that's where you got Kashmir from. And then they were out in in Ireland or something like that. They were on they were on one of their tax holidays, <laughs> and um, they wrote. Down by the seaside, and you know, you know what else is on? You know, um, trampled up foots on it. It just—it's the one album I, I could not do without. I, I, if you threw all my my records away, that would be—that'd be the one that you need. Uh, that would be the one I have to have. I, I right, fair enough. I probably listen to it once every three weeks. Fair enough. All right, what do you got? Uh, next one, a bit of a different one from my last choosing, but I win with uh, <clears throat> Daredevil the album. Yeah, the the album, the, the, the from, soundtrack to the, soundtrack the movie Daredevil. The movie Daredevil. Well, you know what? <laughs> Actually, Estate rests the weirdest <laughs> album selection of the evening. Oh no, I've got Not, weirder. Don't what, worry. What? Well, that, you know what though? I mean, if it weren't Lawrence for that, Lawrence Welk making love to one of his whores. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if 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 it weren't for that album, Evanescence probably wouldn't wouldn't have gotten the uh, the, no. the groundswell that one to brought, release that out al- to release their first album. That one brought out "Bring Me to Life" and "My Immortal." They were, uh, My Immortals, the the sad song that was, you've seen the movie Daredevil, right? No. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's a very sad song. Actually, that was the first song. But who sang My Immortal? Is that Evanescence? Evanescence, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd probably heard. I, yeah, I yeah. probably. Um, I don't know. It's a very. I mean, yeah, but that's the. It came out before Fallen came out, and mm-hmm. it it gave them a bit of a groundswell on radio. Right. Yeah. The album didn't sell shit, but those but those songs really caught fire on the radio. I mean, there are also a bunch of other songs on here, like. Uh, for you by the calling. Yeah. Uh, won't back down by fuel. There's a Nickelback song on there. Oh, too. There, right. there is. Uh, it, every I, not every, some album. There, there was actually a thing on. It's every, not the Canadian national anthem, is it? Yeah. You, have you ever seen? Uh, have you ever seen Screen Junkies? Um, everything wrong with? No. They had everything wrong with Daredevil. Ass kicking fight montage done to Nickelback. Ding. Sin. <laughs> 
You better not say that. Tim will come through the microphone at you. That's it. Hang on by Seether. Yep. That's Seether's actually a pretty decent band. Yeah. Seether I lump in with like Shine Down, like those grubby <laughs> Evanescence kind of like they yeah. not quite gothy, but not quite rock, but yeah. not quite alt. I I don't really know how to classify. But I mean them. other than, other than like a few like butt rock. Other than butt like rock. a few downsides like Nickelback and they got nappy roots on there. Yeah, well. But it's actually a really good solid album. Amazingly, Coolio doesn't show up on there because he shows up in the director's cut of the movie. Yes, he does. But <laughs> no, he, didn't, he did not contribute. Huh. Thank you, Coolio, for cleaning the latrines. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your scene now, sir. <laughs> All right, next up on my list is uh, Copper Blue by Sugar. Thought there was going to be a Bob Mould album on there. This is the finest thing Bob Mould has ever done, and I've been a fan for like what twenty five years. Oh yeah, oh god, yeah. And this is this the album that also gave us the original uh, theme song to? No, that's File Under Easy Listening. Okay, which almost made it on here, but Copper Blue is just it's solid from start to finish. Every song is good. There are live versions of these songs which pale to the. uh, to the album versions. Like stuff like Hoover Dam and... Um, so, wait, are you saying the live versions are better? No, the live versions are not as good okay. as... I mean, this was just, again, solid album um, just across the board. I mean, this is Bob Mould's best stuff. And when he goes out and tours now, at least for the last year and a half, he's been touring just doing the Copper Blue set. Mm. He's doing the album from front to back? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's just, it's it's a good... Hard, it's a good hard rock alt album. All right. Not much more I can say about it because it's, it's really good. All right, cool. All right, moving on, James. Uh, I'm going to go with the Counting Crows, August, and everything. Ooh, good choice. Sleeping underneath your skin 
and I say this because, like the last album you were just talking about, it's solid from start to finish. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's the album that made me realize that there was something else out there besides riffy, hard rock, you know, assless pants, sequined vests with, you know, guys rubbing their shoulder blades Wait, together. Tonight we're gonna drink some vodka, yeah! Jackal with a Y! <laughs> Wait a second, there's something else out there be high size assless pants? Not in yeah, your, not in your it, wardrobe. It's in my life. <laughs> oh, but it's such a good album. It okay. We got to stop saying it. it's such a good album. Good radio. It is <laughs> has every song on it is excellent. Yes, there's no songs on it. You go, oh well, that you know you don't flip. You you flip through none of them. You listen to every song intently. You know what the intro to the point where, and I like the County Crows. Yeah. I think they're really good. Um, the last few albums have waned a little bit. Well, the last the last one they just came out with is yeah. actually really good. Okay. Um, but it clearly has almost ninety percent of their hits on that album because they just came out. They just had a tour. Well, all they did was just played August and everything out yep. after mm. front to back. But it really made me start to appreciate other music. Yeah. It was kind of a, a doorway for me. You know the interesting thing about August and everything after is also it's the first album that sounded a little weird on cd because they had conceptualized that thing to have a definitive start and end for side one and a start and end for side two so when you listen to the cassette i, I god help me now i can't remember the name of the songs that kind of bookend the the, the last it's perfect blue buildings and but it ends i mean it, it really is the end of an act on side one and then when you flip the tape over you know, it, I only starts... have a CD for that, so I don't really... Okay, yeah, I had, the, I had it. And someone had, brought, had pointed that out to me. I'm like, my God, you're right. Because when you go into the CD, all of a sudden it's just like, whoa, that, that, that's up-tempo. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're, um... You know, it's funny, and it's hard... I mean, I guess I guess you consider them alt rock, but they combine a lot, you know, from the Who, vocally. They sound so sounds, much but, like Van Morrison. I was going to say, Van Morrison. Royalties. Yeah, Van Morrison is really... Um, Clearly, they're big influences, but I, I, I love that album. It's a perfect late summer, fall album. Yeah. Like, if you're driving down the road in, in November, and there's no trees in the leaves, it's like a cloudy day, and, and you know, it, it's a perfect album to listen to, because yeah. it's, yeah. It's, it's melancholy, not sad. No, you're right. Yeah. All right, next. What's up? I'll go with my mo- the most normal one on my, on my list. Oh, no. Here comes Winwood. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, a, it's my Grass Hits album. It's Ario Speedwagon, the hits. Whoa! I just, I mean, there are just so many 
great songs from REO Speedwagon. I couldn't take a single album, so I just had I had to go with the you know there were some. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say there were they had especially we're, we're thinking the same thing. in their true heyday, nineteen eighty 1980 to nineteen eighty three. Yeah, the high infidelity. Yeah. Oh god, they. I mean, they had they put out some solid solid music, much like Holland Oaks. Their deep tracks are so strong, REO Speedwagon. Yeah, that. They're one of those bands you forget how many hits they had. I actually Hall and Oaks is like that too. You're like, oh, that was a hit. Oh, that was a hit. Well, they're just like that. Listen, you go know, going back to the uh, the top forty, eighties uh, top forty on Sirius. They were just playing like 1987. Ario Speedwagon was charting in there too. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I know this song. Yep, I mean, eighty-seven was not. I don't even remember what song I can't it was. But... This feeling. Oh yeah, that was eighty-four. Mm-hmm. They're a good. They they're a they're a roller rink band. Yeah, but. They're a good roller rink yeah. band. Yeah, yeah, roll with the changes. Keep on loving you. That ain't love. That's Take it on the run. Keep on, keep on loving you. It's possibly their best song. Yeah, of course. I don't know. I, all the because I was a disgusting kid. You know, it's like take it up the bum. Yeah, you know I, mean? I don't know. My my two favorite of theirs are that ain't love and in my dreams. Okay. Did Dawkins cover that? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Oh. I remember Rough Boys because they, he actually said the word shit in it. <laughs> Rough Boys. He doesn't like the rough boat. It's, oh, it's the one yeah. that started out. With the... <laughs> but yeah, rough boy started out with like that little bit from uh, the Little Rascals. I don't remember it. Uh, I, you had the. Well, I think your mom had the record. No, I had the record. It was one of the very first pieces of vinyl I ever. Because I, I remember we used to listen to it ad nauseum. Yeah, that and Ghost of the Machine actually. What a Mike's... I remember Ghost of yep. the Machine. What are you having that? Well, I mean, in my in my dream started off with that like the. The tube with all the, the ball bearings going yep. on down it. I gotta say though, have you seen Kevin Cronin interviewed lately? Yeah, he is like the least heterosexual man. I was gonna say, my God, he was okay. They had a couple of years ago, VH1 Classic used to broadcast the Sturgis, which is a big bike yeah. thing out yeah. in, in North Dakota. The Buffalo Chip, they called it. Get it? Yeah. It's poop. Yeah. Um, D. Snyder used to host it, so you know who headlined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was weird. Like, they had bands like, you know, Thin Lizzy was there, and they had um, ACDC, and they had, like, Thin Lizzy was and there? Band. I mean, uh, do they do reanimate their, 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 their lead Oh, singer? no, they've had millions of incarnations. Inca- 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 incarnations, I'm sorry. Um, I bet in, 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 but in it was weird. It's like they had all these like biker bands, you know. Like think of Marshall Tucker showed up and <laughs> spun the same fucking yarn. He always <laughs> can't you see? Yes, Marshall, we can see. <laughs> and then Ario Speedwagon comes. They trot there up, and the bikers didn't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> and Kevin Cronin comes out while he came prancing out. If you know what I mean, <laughs> he had like studded. Bracelets and a leather jacket. It just—he just looks so out of place. You have know? you have you seen the movie? If you like seriously seeing Andy in leather bicycle yeah. chaps, you don't want to see that. No. Have you guys mm-hmm. seen the movie Rock of Ages? Mm-hmm. There's this there's this scene where you know there, there's a demonstration going on to save the club, and there are all these cameos by all these these rock stars who were relevant back then. And Kevin Cronin stands out like a sore thumb because he is like arms and wrists a flailing, like you gotta stop this this club from being shut down right now. You know who he is? He's Paul Lynn. He pretty much is Paul Lynn. He's, he's rock and roll's Paul Lynn. Oh, I'm glad I'm wearing leather to find Chase. I think he's straight. Uh, he is actually. Well, he's married. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't clever, know what that means. A clever cover right there. Oh, beards. Um, all right, so I'll follow up Mike's best of, or the best of of my own here. R.E.M.'s, and I feel fine, the IRS collection. 
yeah. This would have been a tough one for me to pick one REM album, so I just went with the... I think you would go with um, Articles of Reconstruction. Which one am I thinking of? Uh, would have been a tough one. Oh, uh, Fable fa- fa- of the Reconstruction, yeah. the Reconstruction. Yeah. It was tough, because I my favorite REM album is actually Document, which was the last... IRS album, but that's the one with um, the one I love. It's it's kind of like they're technically is considered their sellout album. Is that with uh, was it the end of the world? It's yes. The end yeah. Of the world. Um, but there are just so many good albums. It's like this is kind of the best representation of everything. Plus, there's a shit ton of B sides and live performances. And you know, my problem with REM is, I mean, I like REM enough. I guess I, I got to be in the mood, but they're so murky. Well, this I don't know what he's talking about half the time, right. and it's just it's so formula driven. But this is like this is the stuff that I mean, when when you think REM, you're not thinking like the shiny happy people stuff or the <laughs> The way later stuff. This is the stuff I, you know, listen to throughout high school. Most people think the album with Shiny Happy People is their best one. Most, yeah. Most critics. That is, their, like a dead that is their best selling album. Oh, by far. With Losing My Religion. That's yeah. the biggest song by it. It's not even close. You're right. I, I just can't take R.E.M. because when I, when I worked at Whalen Park, that's all they fucking played. They, they actually, the, the one album that I listened to, The Death is Monster, because it's my favorite R.E.M. song is Crush with Eyeliner. And that's a great, and that, that was actually a good tour, too. Oh, you, I've never seen them. I know you've seen them a bunch of times. I saw them a bunch of times. It, it's surprising, because I remember telling Jim how animated they are on stage, and Jim was, like, surprised by that. Because it's, you know, the conception that, you know, Michael Seck just kind of stands there grasping at the mic and yeah, just like, you, I'm going to fall over because I'm leaning so far into the audience right now. When you picture Michael Seck, you don't picture Lively. Ash. I actually ended up seeing a, lo- a concert on TV, and he was all over the yeah. place. It's... It didn't fit the music. It was weird. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's you know, there's a lot you know, of good no, stuff on when there. When you think of R.E.M., you don't think weird. You know, I mean, you don't think not weird. Well, you know what? Back then, yeah, they were kind of strange. I think they're the most. I think they're the first like big college band. They were the I first. Think. They well, they were like the first alternative band to truly break yeah. out. But in the eighties. They were the yeah, they, they were the college. They, they were the go-to college, college. If you band, went to yep. college, you had to listen to them. Yep. You had to throw away your fog hat. And... Yeah. Oh damn! I like fog hat. Mm. You're a fool for the city. <laughs> so rad. All right, Jim. What's up? Um, I am now going with uh, fog hat. Fog hat. <laughs> Jeez, I had so many in mind. It's like I had a hard time coming up with one. Um, I will go with. Um, and I'm very surprised at this. This band didn't have one album, and I'm shocked. They're one of the biggest bands of all time. I'm going to go with the Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed. Okay. It has my favorite song of all time on it, which is uh, Gimme Shelter.
that's a great song. It's that a, is a really awesome good song. song. It's an awesome. It has so yeah. many good songs. It has "Give Me the Silver." Um, it's got "Monkey Monkey Man." Yeah, but it's got it has "Give Me Shelter" on it, and it's it's it it's most great bands have a three to four album period of time where they're at the the peak of their powers. And this is right after Brian Jones died. Right. He died when they were making um, Beggar's Banquet. Right, which I think is their best album. Yeah, you know what? A lot of I people do, that. and I, I love, love it. It's, love it's right Banquet. behind it. It's got Street Fighting Man on it. Yep. Sympathy on it. Um, it's got Salt to the Earth on it. But this is the first album without any trace of Brian Jones. They brought Mick Taylor in, who was a vastly superior guitarist. Right. And, and you can just hear like the, the slide guitar. I mean, Keith could just sit there shooting up. Which he probably was. Which, let's face yeah. facts, he probably was. But it's it's a great album. That that is such a. Gimme Shelter is one one of those is a song that you can listen to if you're in a great mood or if you're in a really bad mood because it draws elements because the whole song's about Mick Jagger was doing a movie with Keith Richards' girlfriend, right? And they were having a scene where they were gonna, you yeah, know, he was gonna have he had to put a tour and he was so distraught. Well, he did an eight ball. <laughs> and he wrote the lyrics to this song, but it's really about all the angst and nervousness he was feeling about his best friend doing a love scene with, right. his, with his girlfriend. And, and yeah. you, you hear it, and it's like Layla. You hear his, you know, lamenting about... His ennui. His, 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 his ennui. <laughs> Mind you, two years later, he found a younger model and got rid of that. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, at the end of the day... He traded up. There we go. Now, Jim, let me float this at you. Um... Would you say that the Stones? I mean, I think the Stones really hit like their their zenith in terms of popularity in the seventies. Oh, absolutely! All right. Would you agree though that the Stones don't hit that if the Beatles don't break up? No. You think they still would have? Absolutely. They still would have been the. the... They were when the Beatles were around. They were huge. All right. Absolutely. Oh yeah, they would have. They did, they were completely. They they appealed to a very different audience. Right. All right. Next one. I go back to country. This is going to be a... It's not Boxcar Willie. No, it isn't. It's not Merle Haggard's it, Tear in My Beer. <laughs> it's another another group. It's actually one of my favorite... One of the first groups I got... I listened to when I got into country. Diamond Rio. Four. I know it. Can't comment on it. I had a lot of friends in college who liked Diamond Rio. This is back when I was in North Carolina, and I was still like listening to The Cure and... Yeah, I mean, but they're another one that... Well, they, they must have wanted to burn you, burn you as a witch. Oh, my... Well, the fact that I was northern, you know, automatically uh, made me a witch. They, they actually didn't... They didn't do a whole lot of those little fiddle playing either. I mean, sometimes they did, but... Do but, that. I mean, they had some... They had even better harmonies than Rascal Flatts. I mean, they, they had um, a couple... Do they have better harmonies than Wasp? Yes. What? God. But did they have Diamond, a song called did, "Fuck Like a Beast"? No, they don't. Did oh, Diamond they, Rio actually have to go out on stage with a uh, cod piece that shot fireworks and eventually, you know, lit, lit the lead singer's pubes on fire, <laughs> leading him to comment, "If we could actually write songs, I wouldn't have to subject myself to this shit." <laughs> Oddly enough, no, they never did. That. No, inferior <laughs> poop in the pants. Don't tell mom. No, but like two, two of my two of their favorite my favorite songs for this one are um, "Who Am I," which. Had, I mean, the harmonies in that one are, and the chorus of that are so good, it actually sends shivers down my spine. Who is he? He's John Valjean. Oh, hush up. <laughs> and uh, Just Another Heart, which is just a very right. good song. But, I mean, the whole album, I mean, uh, one of the songs, um, It's All in Your Head, the, the music video for that one actually had um, Martin Sheen and Ramon Estevez. 
Mama died young, giving birth to a son in a home for wayward girls. And it was a sidewalk, so fucked, preacher looking for a today in the world. Every Friday night, he picked Jesus a fight down at the local pool hall. Racking up souls, condemning all those caught behind the eight ball. He said, I preach the light, the light shows the way. Don't ever trust what the government say. We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead, you ain't going crazy. It's all in your She was a messed up, dressed up waitress with a slightly tarnished heart of gold. She wouldn't have bad for a new stepmama as far as stepmamas go. Daddy knew she was a one as he baked in the sun in a parking lot preaching the truth. Up shot her hand and she cried, oh man, I feel it, yes I feel it, I do. Been revealed to me down in my soul. There were two shooters on the grass and no one never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead, you ain't going crazy, it's all in your head. Hit it. Ramon Estevez, MST's own Ramon Estevez? No, no, that, no, that was Joe Estevez. Oh. Ramon Estevez is um, the other son of Martin Sheen. Oh. The one who doesn't do drugs? <laughs> and the one who doesn't really act. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Well, he does a little bit. So yeah. what good is he? But no, I mean the whole song is very it's just, odd when you hear it, when you hear it because it doesn't sound really countryish, but it's I well, maybe, enjoy it. It's you know a lot yeah. of the country now doesn't sound like country. It's pop. It's pop. Right, exactly. Right, it's it's yeah. electric, electrified stadium country. Right, but this one, this one from was from the nineties. So. Yeah. Well, Garth Brooks it's, changed all that. Yes, he did. He, he almost made my list. I remember. I saw Garth Brooks. It was awesome. He had a campfire. In the middle of the stage. Oh, we, wow. oh, my my friend Dan's mother loved Garth Brooks, oh. and we went over because we were in college. We were going to Dan's house to do laundry, and he actually got me into country music. She came running out like, "Hey, everybody, want to listen to the new Garth Brooks album?" And before I, all, any of us could say no, um, she pops it in, and we're like, "Huh? Sounds it? He sounds sober on this one, yeah." You know, you know what? It sounds like his voice is getting better. It must be all that wife beating he's been doing. You know what I would like? This is the only thing about country music that I will, I will stipulate. I think it would be awesome if you could pay Charlie Daniels to hang out behind you, and every time you go into a bar fight, he jumps in and starts playing <laughs> Devil Lieutenant <laughs> Every time, and then he went off into the background. You've had him. You'll <laughs> feed him. So cool. yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I'll say. That's the only reason why I would give that type of country music yeah. my ear. Because that is the greatest fight music you <laughs> hear chairs being broken over people. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the song Sweet Home Alabama. Every time I hear that song, all I can think of is like three redneck dudes wearing nothing but overalls. You can hear hopping, shotguns being caught. <laughs> hopping into a flatbed truck with a gigantic Confederate flag driving off in the background. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite story is it's actually of Joe Murphy of the Big Nez Show. All right. Let's <laughs> tell he and his buddies went to see Skinnerd. And uh, <laughs> at the that end of it, they, said they screamed out, the South will rise again, and a gigantic Confederate flag dropped. <laughs> oh, my God. And then the pillowcases went on. <laughs> The fun really started. And then the solitary black guy in the audience was no more. <laughs> hey, there's one. Nope, they got him. Oh, damn it. I knew there was no such thing as a cop ticket. 
All right. So, all right, up on my list, Starfish by The Church. This album is home to my favorite song of all time. Under the Milky Way Way is my absolute favorite song of all time. Lower the curtain down on I got no time for private consultation under the Milky Way tonight. Wish I knew what you were looking for. Might have known what you would find. And it's something. Um, you know what? It's a good song. After that, it's all mush. But <laughs> that is an actually a I mean, very good song. This, I mean, these, these guys were like the first really non-commercial alternative band I got really into. Uh, I, this remember was that, biggest... I remember you got you were into them so much. Andy would go buy all the solo project. He's like, I got the new Peter Coppice album. Andy, I don't know who Peter Coppice <laughs> is, and I'm surely not listening to it. And then just snowball from there. Snowball from oh yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still listening to the church. Oh, I to this know day. you are. There is, I mean, they just it, this album alone, though. I mean, it's got under the Milky Way. It's got Reptile, which has got one of the coolest guitar riffs I've ever heard. I remember Reptile. Yeah. Maybe I'll try again. I don't. Know. I mean, even if you just do this album, this is like one I've of the. I tried it though. I remember you let me no, use a couple of the records. I listened to them. You know, like, but no, no, no. I think the, the the album that I kind of subjected you to during the during the summer of Led Zeppelin. As we as has been known, the summer of 1990 essentially was the summer of Led Zeppelin and Jim's appendix burst. Oh my god! <laughs> um, That's right. Was Gold Afternoon Fix was the album that came out after this one, yeah. and it wasn't as starfishy as as this one. I, I, this is a good. This is your starfishy. Um, I mean, this is if you only have to own one album by the Church, this might be the one that you should own. If you absolutely have to. I don't feel the need to own a... I, you know, I just give Andy crap about it. I mean, they're they're fine. Yeah. It, it, it's not... I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it, but when Andy would have it in his tape deck, I wouldn't complain. I would complain. Yeah. But not berate. I would not... You would reach over and voracious like, voracious jam your finger into the stop. You know, was, I, 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 he I, wasn't feast. These guys are fags. I would Let's listen go. to it. I would listen to it because I did subject him to a, a shitload of Led Zeppelin. I got kicked out of my own car for not being able to properly identify Led Zeppelin songs. It was it was a long summer. Yeah. I mean, we could pretty much chart the day to day. Like we could, I could pull out a calendar. It's Tuesday because we're listening to two. <laughs> now we're going to go to Burger King, and then we're going off to fiddle around the roof rehearsals, and then off to Denny's, <laughs> so we can go home and have a good bottle cleansing. Because <laughs> ain't nothing going to cleanse your bottles like the moon's over my hand. <laughs> but enjoy that Zeppelin. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, so, I, 
Now, whenever you have a good bowel cleansing, Vlad Tepson's going to be running through your head. <laughs> <laughs> There's a link. <laughs> All right, well, gold. I'm, I'm glad to see that one of my favorite albums has just been turned into the Denny shit joke, so. <laughs> Something has thank, to be. Thank you, one and all. Hey, can I just say that yeah. if, if this one brought up Chronicles by Steve Winwood, I assure you. <laughs> oh, okay. That would have been the shit one. That's all it would be overflowing right now. Everybody, you going to wake up, please? <laughs> all right, it's my turn. All right, yeah, move Go on. Ahead. Last um, one. How many, is this the last one? This okay. is the last one before right. you get into the other stuff. Um, my favorite current band, the Foo Fighters, and it's Color in the Shape. Great, mm. and it's great. Just you know, to me, it it it's it segued. Okay, you know how we talked about because my taste got really soft when yeah. I was into them. It's like, oh wow, who's Hootie and the Blowfish? They sound really cool. Yeah. Um, Dude, you sound kind of stone bare. Well, no, I wasn't. But <laughs> I was like, oh, I was listening to like, you know, oh, Jewel. She's so soulful. You know, just crap like that. But wow, then really? I heard, it was. I heard, you know, because I heard the first album. I liked the first album fine, but I mean, I didn't buy it. The, then yeah. I heard Monkey Wrench. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa! And that got me back. My my taste started yep. switching back to heavy. Monkey Wrench, and then Ever Everlong. Everlong is one of my favorites. You songs. may, I think we've discussed this. You may own more copies of Everlong. Oh my god! On various media. Well, I probably on my on my iPod, I probably have three hundred Foo Fighters songs. Now this is bootlegs, live stuff, live. bootlegs, lives, B sides. I probably got like six or seven versions of Everlong. And I listen to each one religiously. It is a great song. Mm. I think it is the 90s Layla. I think so too. How the fuck it didn't end up on the top top 100 of the 1990s on VH? No, but don't worry about it, though, because Chumba fucking Wumble Band. <laughs> don't worry, Andy. They made up for it. <laughs> Assholes. The crash test dummies. <laughs> Assholes. And the, the sick thing about that countdown was, though, they rubbed it in. Let's look at another song that just barely didn't make the list. And then they just... Big Me made it. fuck you! For the Foo Fighters. The Big Me made it. Did big did big me made it? Uh, no, no, no. Big me did. I think big me did. All the Foo Fighters songs. Big me's a cool. Song. I know it is a good song. I'm just saying that out of all of the, yeah, it's almost that that first album is good. The first, <laughs> but it, you gotta remember the such a prime. It's well, yeah, it was all it was all Dave Grohl. Well, it was Dave Grohl, but I mean, you hear you still have tons of Nirvana in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and then he switches off. But it's it's what's good about that album is it really does kind of give you run the gamut. Real soft, and then he gets real hard again. I mean, to the point where like he's this beautiful melodic song, like February Stars, yeah. this beautiful melodic song, and then he cuts right into um, what is it? Uh, my, uh, back home. Yeah, 
and he gets really he get that starts it goes from soft to guttural and it's it's just such a tremendous album he he really could write a hook yeah oh yeah you know i mean he really knew how to write a hook like 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 Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind <laughs> or that guy could write a hook too yeah all right that was a shout out to all right <clears throat> my last album is also probably the most different than any other album weirder than Daredevil yes Oh, God. This one is actually Japanese. What in hell? The complete vocal collection from the anime Bubblegum Crisis. Was a, like, that was right on the tip of my tongue. It was a late '80s like uh, cyberpunk uh, anime, very cool about this this group of four women in like me- mechanized suits that are taking down these uh, Jap- homicidal me, robots. Let me get this so wild. Uh, some Japanese sh- show about robots. Yeah, glad I'm sitting down. No, but I mean, <laughs> how original! The the soundtrack though, I mean, the vocal, I mean, most a lot of this, a lot of the hit songs were actually sung by the voice actress for one of the one of the main characters. And it was very Jetta much... Jetta key. It was very much uh, one of those, like, kind of a late 80s, like, uh, punk rock type yeah. type sound. Uh, like, just, just please, I haven't heard any of this, but please tell me, it didn't sound like some of those terrible, like, end credit songs that most anime have. No. Where it sounds so phonetically, like, they just decided... We, I know 15 words of English. I'm going to utilize them all. No, no, no. Uh, like the, <laughs> Hamburger Cowboy! <laughs> no, the entire the entire series actually starts off with her doing this song called Konyawa Hurricane. And it's, it is, you know, it's definitely a, kind of like a very pop rock type sound to it. Okay. All right. I, I can't comment one no, way or the other, Mike. I've no, never, but, I have, I mean... If you gave me two million shots, I would have never gotten Bubblegum Crisis. Not, there's no shot at it. Yeah, I, I've actually, I actually didn't manage to memorize one of the songs from that. By the album. way, I gotta nominate Mike for having the most far out wacky. See, list. I know it would be. I know it would I, be. I, what are we gonna get? There's a cat turd. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go get that for him. That's a surprise. All right. All right. All right. So while Mike surprises every uh, everybody with his, I surprise nobody with mine. The police is Zenyatta Mandata. Oh, jeez. Wow. 
My jaw is dropped onto the I had floor. Pick it up. I'm it's glad I vacuumed today. Um, that, that has hands to, it has down. To carry in a coal mine in it, though. Yes, it does. And man in a suitcase. And don't stand so close to me. Yeah. Plus a couple of inter- instrumental tunes, which I actually really, really dig. And it doesn't have Miss Grandico on it. It so does have Miss Grandico or Mother on it. So <laughs> the Bill McCarthy, the Bill McCarthy theme song. <laughs> Head to toe, this album is. I I don't think there's a song on here I don't love. Your Ghost Machine is a very good album. No, I love them both. This was like, I don't know. This seems like this was kind of like their last throw to like the the ska punk that they were playing. You know, like their last couple of albums before. It wasn't as much reggae and synchronicity. Right, exactly. Because it was white reggae. Yeah, no, exactly. And, I mean, Don't Stand So Close to Me is is a fantastic pop hit. Um, The Shadows in the Rain is a really good song. Every song on the album sounds different. But like, like it's good. It's different. It's good. It's different. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do 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 da da da. Oh, hey, I'm not taking anything yeah, away. No, from it's, you. I, I just, I know, I just. I gotta be honest with you. If you go with anything about the police, any album, you, you could take any album from the police and put it on there. Yes. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Pretty much. I think. Honestly, their weakest album is their first one. I'll land more. I mean, you know. That has one of my, but, uh, but it has, it has great songs you, on it. Next to you's on it and Roxanne's yep. on it. Yep. So and so lonely. Yes. So and then you know, message in a bottle's on the next album. Didn't have a bad record. Not many albums. Not many bands. Even Led Zeppelin put out presents. That's true. In Coda. <laughs> Neither of which are very good albums. No, every no, you're right. Every band does have every band bad albums. Album. Except the Police do not. Right, but then again, I mean, they only they're had five. Yeah, exactly. Five uh, one, two, no, what is it? It's, three, it's four, five. Yeah. Outland Demore, Regatta de Blanc, Zanetta Montada, Montada, Ghost of the Machine, mm-hmm. Synchronicity. Synchronicity, and that was it. Yep, then just a series of best of the live albums, which don't count. By the way, I would like... Does it? Is there a band that has more greatest hits albums than Aerosmith? They should be clapped in fucking irons and dragged to jail <laughs> with all the goddamn greatest... Hey, we got a greatest hits album, Sweet Emotions on it! <laughs> Joe Perry has boat payments to make, so... <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, he looks terrible. Oh, yeah. no. It's like, when did Cloris Leachman join the Aerosmith? <laughs> Holy crap! Come on, none of them look really good. Oh, oh, no. no. Ryan Whitaford looks wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be an underwear commercial. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. It's, it's an al- they, they released an album of new, thing, of new material. Did All the voices right, in my head make you crazy? Yeah. And then they go right to the best of. Best of that previous album. <laughs> it's about as useless as having a best of Tone Loke album. <laughs> Which would have two songs. Funky on Cold Medita and other hits. <laughs> and, and Wild Thing. No, it, and should be, wild... it should be Funky Cold Medita and the other hit. <laughs> <laughs> Young MC's greatest hits. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, only the classics. <laughs> Ninja Rap is on there. Now, I remember reading that article about like unnecessary best ofs and Call Me Bad had one. <laughs> 
All right. So, what are the albums that didn't make your list? The ones that just barely missed the list. Um, you want me to go? No, yeah, go um, just go ahead and list them now. No, but you, I sat there last night and I had very a very hard time sleeping because you you try to encapsulate your your taste, yeah. like your music taste. Okay, these are the five things I like about music, and these are this is why, and these are my these are the music albums I, I I choose to take with me. But you can inter- I I changed one halfway through tonight. I I just felt very strongly about it, and then I changed it after I changed it. I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's really hard to do. Because these albums mean so much to you, and for, for different reasons. Um, I guess I would have to say that if I had another album, probably Abbey Road. By good Beatles. album. It's a very yeah. good album. It has one of my. Fa- I, it's a goofy song, um, but I love Maxwell Silverhammer. <laughs> I do. It's about taking heroin, <laughs> but you know, which they did a lot of. What? Oddly enough, they didn't take a lot of baths. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that was that, that was during their um, their Ishtar phase. I saw a, a picture of John Lennon and Yoko when they're having their twenty four hour love making. Oh. Although they had all the press there, yeah. and he was buck naked, crawling on her. It's like, oh my god, she looked like a shaved Sasquatch. <laughs> Wanted to die. She looks like she smells of band aids. Oh, band aids. Oh god. Yeah. That's the least of my worries. All right. So what about you, Mike? Well, I actually made a whole list of five for song, five albums that didn't quite make money. All right. Um, Roxette and a collection of Roxette hits. <laughs> I wish you could see the, the look on Jim's face right now. <laughs> of all the albums, even the Bubblegum Patrol is better than Roxette. I, I do love me some Roxette. Ooh, boy. You've got the look, Mike. Fade, no, Fading Like a Flower is a fantastic song. Come on, it is. I always have to keep reminding myself that King of Wishful Thinking isn't a rock set song. It just shows up on the same no, album. let's go west. I know that. You weren't even <laughs> from Denmark or whatever the hell. Where's rock set from? Sweden? Sweden, yeah. Yeah. Learned all their English phonetically. You've got the look. <laughs> all I know is the guitarist for rock set had the guitar with that bar that went from the neck over, it was like a little handle. Yeah. Oh, God, I wanted to break it over his head. It was the worst looking fucking thing I've ever seen. And then, what's her face? She just looked like Bridget Nielsen. She, <laughs> she, like, did. she looked like Philip, no, she Phyllis did. Diller. Um, All right, what else? I got Michael Jackson, Bad. Okay. I, I, I actually like that one a little bit more than Thriller. I, 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 the song itself, I think, is the best, Thriller. But as a collection, I think I like Bad You more. just feel that Bad has more solid yeah. choices on it. Bad does have Smooth Criminal. Yeah. Smooth Criminal is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then it was covered by Alien Ant Farm. I know. And I loved that version. That is I love that, that version. Awesome version. version of it. Yeah. They're uh, washing cars now, but who cares? Yeah. Notice how I didn't go to the... Uh, yeah. I didn't go to Arby's. It didn't go to Arby's. I'm sorry. Um, I got uh, Garth Brooks, In Pieces. That one's got... Um, now, that's uh, not the one where he became like that alter ego guy. No, no, <laughs> like no. Like Chris no. Hayes Project. No, no. <laughs> this one's got Friends in Low Places, I think. It's <laughs> All like, right. Um, this was like his the big. It, it's, it's the blue shirt album. It's, it's like it's his it's his it's his breakthrough. Yeah, his breakthrough. I mean the Red Strokes is a awesome uh, um, song. If you can catch the video on YouTube, it's it's a, a really cool video. Does he in a pickup truck? No. What? He, it's just him it's not in a white room playing a white piano, but then like paint starts kind of flowing out of the piano. Wait a minute, it's a country. Like there's no hillbillies. Like the Hatfields no. and McCoys don't shoot at each other or nope. something. 
Oh, wow, this is No, check out the video. It's really good. I might do that. Uh, the next, uh, you'll like this one, 1984, Van Halen. That, um, that okay, I love Van Halen, and they're one of my... They, they have an album in my other five. Um, it would not be that one. I love the album. Yeah. Because I love... I love the, Maybe they don't have a bad album with the, with the Roth. Ah, Women and Children for us isn't great. Okay, yeah. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, would, I would endorse that choice. Yeah. Absolutely. And finally, um, I did have a musical soundtrack. All right. High Fidelity, the musical. That's a good soundtrack. That is some good stuff. Yeah, I actually gave that uh, uh, copy of that for Andy. Yeah. That's not that movie with John Cusack. It is. It you is, just want to take a baseball bat and beat him over the head. Right. With no, this is the musical version of that. Which, I mean, it was like, it, it was on Broadway for like two weeks. But I actually, they, they did like, a, they were testing it out. In, in Boston, yeah. and I actually went to one of the uh, shows, and I thought it was a really good musical. Now, I mean, do they play, is it a jukebox? No. Or is it a, no, they actually... All in original songs. Right. But there is this song, though, where he duets with this dude who's supposed to be Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And the guy who does Bruce Springsteen on the soundtrack is, is excellent. Yeah. You sound like you like him. <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew. All right, so for my bottom five, and this was tough because a couple of these almost made it into the top five. Notwithstanding this one here, the Foo Fighters, there's nothing left to lose. I wanted to go with Color in the Shape, but I went down the track list and there's nothing left to lose. And I think I like more <laughs> songs on that one. Headwires. Headwires is awesome. Head, I MIA love Headwires. MIA is really good. MIA next year. Well, I mean, you're not going to hear me. Generate. It's a, such a good album. Really yeah. Um, we saw them. The first time I saw them was that tour. Yeah. Was, it, was that what you, you and I went? Yeah. You oh, and I great, went great, great show. Yeah. neither one of you used the, uh, the newest Foo Fighter. It's a good it's album. Awesome. It's an awesome album. It just the, these are their better the, the the two that Jim and I have listed are their better albums. They haven't gotten back to that sound yet. I mean, they're now they're. I mean, he's he's. Oh, well, now he's taking he, a break. Well, he experiments. Uh, they said I about two more years. You'll probably get another. Yeah. One. Um. I, I fully endorse that one. It's a terrific album, but it's a Foo Fighters, right? And mm. they don't really put out bad music. Then I get the last bastion of rock. Pretty much. Except, uh, you know what I wanted to ask you if, you if you agree with me, just going off topic, just for a second. Yeah. Would you say Fall Out Boy is a rock band, or are they more like pop punk? They're like pop punk. Fall Out Boy's, I, I mean, the thing is, I do like some Fall Out Boy songs. Well, I do too. They do a great cover of Beat It. Oh, yeah. Light Em Up is a, that's, that's oh, a pretty they're rock. Oh, they're playing that. Oh, yeah, I know. Every, every, no, it's a cool song, but, like, we went to go see BC the other day, um, Boston College, and they were playing it when they came out. Um, I'm a fire! <laughs> Yeah, I, I I try to avoid things like that, but I mean, just hearing the song, it, it, it's a good song, and it it does definitely feel rock. They have a lot of rock elements, but they have alt elements and they have like yeah. punky elements. Right. Too, so yeah, I kind, don't really know. They're kind of a crossover band because Andy and I have been have been saying for a long time that the last rock band, like rock, not metal, not metalcore, not grunt, not you know, not there's no more grunge, but Foo Fighters, the last rock band. The Foo Fighters are right. a rock band. They have a little bit of alt. Elements, but for the most part, they're a rock band. Yeah. So maybe the Black Keys. No. There aren't enough beards, sweaters, and pianos to get me to listen to them. Or Mumford and Sons. Maybe maybe the Black Eyed Peas. Mm, God. <laughs> All right. Next up on my list is uh, Coheed and Cambria and Keeping the Secrets of Silent Earth Two. I adore this album so much. Do they like Rush? Huh? Does Coheed and Cambria? Do they, do I'm they assuming like Rush? so. I mean, considering yeah. that Claudio Sanchez. Sounds like Getty Lee. Oh, okay. He, he's got like that really high, yeah. high voice. I've got a couple of their albums. They're pretty good. Uh, yeah, a favorite house Atlantic's one of my favorite songs. 
Hmm. I absolutely love that. Uh, the Beatles' Revolver. This was a tough one, because I do, you know, I do love me some Beatles, but this one has them only sleeping on it, which is a great tune. Revolver. It also has Andy Bird will fly, I think. Or is that Andy Bird will sing, yeah. Andy Bird sing. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Andy Bird will sing. Yeah. Well, the bird will fly, too. It will, but it'll sing first. Yeah, it's part of its attributes. Right. Yeah. And then it'll let Ringo sing, and then it, it just wonders why the hell it did that. All <laughs> right, Ringo, fine. Oh, no, baby. Ah, jeez. Why did we say yes? All right, then I got um, Rush's Moving Pictures. Ooh, another Rush. Yeah, this one. Well, this one's got all the hits on it. This has got Tom Sawyer got Tom on Sawyer, it. Tom Sawyer, Limelight, Limelight, Shadow. Yeah, but it also has Vital Signs, which is one of my favorite Rush songs ever. You know what the thing about Rush is? Their catalog is so extensive. Yeah. That you could say, ah, oh, you know, remember this song? I, I love Rush. I think I, I, if I don't have all their studio albums, I've got all but a few. And I can't, if you say what, you know, except for moving pictures and a few other ones. Right. They're like, oh, what album is this one on? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Spirit of Radio, I don't know. But Rush is a lot like Aerosmith, but with live albums. They'll release an album and then release a lot, like they a three-disc live they do, album. The, the, you know what, though? They can kind of get away with it because yeah. what they will they try to do, I was reading it, because somebody asked them in an article, you know, in, a, in, a, in an interview with them, why do you keep doing this? They said, when we know it's being taped, we try to put a different spin on the song. You know, we'll yeah. change up the solos. We'll do Because, you know, most of the fans are big. We'll listen to that aspect of it. So they try to, but at the end of the day, just try to find it. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally on mine is uh, John Williams' Star Wars The New Hope soundtrack. I almost chose that yeah, one, too. You know, out of all, it, that was a tough one, too. Yeah. I just, you know. It would have been either that one or Empire Strikes Back. Star me. Wars is one of the movies that made me who I am today, sadly. And you got to go with that. It Thanks, is. Star Wars. It yep. Is, yeah, it's, the one my, it's my favorite movie of all time. So, well, this was a great discussion. I'm, hey, I didn't get to do all mine. Oh, you didn't? I thought you did more. I did only. Oh, okay. No, I, no, I, I just passed on. All right, go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll be quick. Uh, well, we talked about Van Halen. Van Halen 2. Good yeah, album. It has yeah. DOA. It's got somebody call me a doctor. It's got Spanish Fly on it. It's got Beautiful Girls. It's um, a wonderful follow-up to their debut album. It's a better album than their debut album. Yeah. yeah. Then they kind of go downhill with Women and Children first. Diver Downs. Not bad. Pretty good uptick. 1984 was really good. And, and then, then the Hagar years. Outchained 5115, well. Fuck them. Well, hey! Uh, Sorry. Of course. Uh, there was a conga line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Um, I have... I, I do have to have a Metallica record out there. Um, it is Master of Puppets. Really? Good album. Master of Puppets has my favorite Metallica song, which is The Thing That Should Not Be. And so that what am I at now? Three. That's three. Uh, yeah. Two more. Um, my next one is a, is a is a very current album. It only came out yeah. a couple months ago, but I've been listening to it to death. And I and I I um, talked about it. One of the the Winery Dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. Uh, Richie yeah. Cotson and on it is awesome. I have been listening to it constant, nonstop. It's a phenomenal album. Um, just it just turns out the musicianship and the vocals. He sounds like kind of almost like a bluesy Chris Cornell. Yeah. But the guitar work is phenomenal. And, the, and you, I know you're a big you like bass. Your bass solos. Yeah. I mean, it's bass solos all day long. And I would have to probably say my last one would probably be Dream Theater's Octavarium. All right. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'm kind of surprised that Weird Al Yankovic didn't make my list. Well, it made Don's list. Yeah. Okay. So. I thought Weird Al would would show up a lot more. <laughs> 
I thought it'd be Weird Al, and I thought it would be Michael Jackson and Beatles. I was just thinking, if I want, Thriller never showed up. If I'm on a desert <laughs> island, I want music that can inspire me, right. and push me to on. Get and, off the island. Yeah. It's just inspire you to <laughs> sew those two banana leaves together and pray. <laughs> All right, so I'm uh, covering my bits. Moving on to our segments. Let's start <laughs> off with our Michael McDonald moment. Well, um, Michael McDonald is a lover of music, too. <laughs> he doesn't just perform it. He listens to it. He, he, he embodies it. So Michael came up with a list of his top five musics of all, you know, albums of all time. And I think they're going to surprise and, and delight you. All right. I think so. so. Um, um, Go ahead. So cue the music. Yeah. My number five favorite album is from the heavy metal band Gwar. <laughs> it's called Scum Dogs of the Universe. They wear rubber masks. <laughs> My number four favorite album is Reunited by Peaches and Herb. How many peaches have there been? I've lost count. Number three is the Doobie Brothers China Grove. Duh. <laughs> My number two favorite album is Chicken and Beer by. Oh crap, who is he? Chicken, chicken oh, Ludacris. <laughs> it's just because it's called Chicken and Beer. If you had an album about Chicken and Beer, your life would be complete because it's about. Chicken and beer. Chicken and beer. And my number one favorite album is the soundtrack to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Because Richard Drivers made a mountain of potatoes. And he put gravy on those potatoes. And gravy's from the south. And that's where my music originates from. Very nice. So that's my five top albums. Uh, One day we're gonna get a, get get that duet with Christopher Cross in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, we're gonna be talking some. My eighth favorite album from Saga. <laughs> he had a Japanese shirt and knee pads. <laughs> All right. So moving on, we're gonna talk some stupid, stupid. And guys, I discovered something that is actually a real thing. It's called Dino porn. Yeah. Let me explain how we found out about this. Um, I, I would think it'd be uncomfortable for the lady. Oh, yes. Well, Autumn has an e-reader, and she was looking at some titles for books, and she went into the free section of Amazon.com. And there's That's a lot... never a good place to go. There is, I mean, there are, there are sub-genres of, like, Amish romance novels and just all this stuff, and these books were free, and... She told me about it. I'm like, oh my god, that sounds horrifying. And then Crack.com actually put out a list of re and these are actual, honest to god, you can download them on your Kindle. Um, dino porn books, stuff like Running from the Raptor. Key blurb is instead of the tearing into her bits, the raptor began to nuzzle at her nether regions. So then uh, another one taken by the pterodactyl. Key blurb: Diane is a shepherd watching over her flock of sheep. Now. Some of these these covers. I'm gonna what about sh- Tyrannosaurus Fox? Most of these are women in bikinis and like a dinosaur that just kind of shows up in the background, yeah. mating with the raptor. Wow! Would that eat her? 
Margo was the protectress, the city's leader, charged with defending it against dinosaur attacks. Okay. The baller's delight. Yeah, seriously. It's like a woman just kind of lounging and then a dinosaur. At first, Carla hates being violated by the ancient beast. But after a while, <laughs> she begins to enjoy it. That should be the name of a, of a metal album. <laughs> Carla being violated by the ancient beast. Violated bees. by the ancient beast. <laughs> Ravaged by the raptor. There's a raptor in a locker room here, I might add. God. Is there something about raptors that make them especially sexy? I don't well, know. Since, Inside since, the Velociraptor's nest. Since Jurassic Park, they've been a very popular yeah. dinosaur. Taken by the T-Rex. When the angry T-Rex corners the huntress in, in the box canyon, it seems more interested in her wet womanhood than in her flesh. Wow. Taken at the dinosaur museum. Ravished by the Triceratops. All right, we get the idea. Yeah. Things. So, yeah, this is a uh, real thing. So, uh, society, fuck off. What, what, what was that? What's that rule? What, rule 42 or is it 41? If, there, if, if you can write, if you can imagine it, there's probably a porn out there for it. Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot of rules, like the rule about two women uh, who spend more than a minute in a movie talking about something other than the main male character. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So let's move on to our trailer park where we're going to be talking about Thor, The Dark World. After all this time, now you come to visit me, brother. Why? To mock. I need your help. But I wish I could trust you. If you did, you'd be the fool I always took you for. Some believe that before the universe, there was nothing. They're wrong. There was darkness, and it has survived. Turn for you. You face an enemy known only to a few, known only to one. You must be truly desperate to come to me for help. If we do nothing, they will destroy us. You even think about betraying him. I'll kill you. That was for New York. I like her. I am shocked we haven't done this one before. I am amazed. I thought we had. I really did. I am really amazed we haven't talked about this one yet. Um, I mean, it, you know what? They're teaming up Chris Hemsworth and, and Tom Hiddleston again. How bad could it really the, fucking you, be? You can't go wrong with that combination. It's directed by Alan Parker, who... Uh, not Alan Parker. Oh, at, Oh, God, now it's going to drive me nuts. On Parsons Project. Yes. Uh, who directed a whole bunch of Game of Thrones yeah. episodes. I guess that sounds apt, then. Yeah. I mean... I... It's going to take place a hell of a lot more in Asgard. Yep. Apparently. And, um, yeah, again... More. By the way, shock, there isn't a porno about Asgard. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> there I'm is. I'm sure that there will be. How do you know? There is 42. Jim, oh, okay. there is a porn about every Marvel superhero... Known to man. Including Pace by Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you just, just cleaned that up. It's, uh, 
Here's a towel. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's rare to see a superhero movie that's coming out in November. And you know who's playing the main bad guy in uh, this Chris movie? Eccleston, one of the doctors. Ninth doctor, yep. Oh, right. Hey, but, look at the shirt. Read the shirt right here. I, I, yeah. I, I see that shirt every time I see you. Well, you worn it twice. All right. So let's move on to Today. our shills. Uh, I think we're going to take a little different step with the shills because we're running long. And uh, after last week's episode where we kind of fantasized the the uh, the season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we've actually got a couple of episodes under our belt. Um, I'm enjoying discuss. it a lot. I am really enjoying it, but they got to make, like, snap in, like, the next five episodes to get something else that doesn't refer to the Avengers. Well, actually, the the next episode slash... <laughs> The they talk about extremists. episode. That's Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. No, but episode 3, which <laughs> is going to be, slash was, uh, actually included um, Professor... was Frank. Professor, no, Professor Franklin. Uh, Reed Richards? No, no, no. He he, uh, he becomes Gravitron. Graviton. All right. Uh, a Marvel villain that can control gravity. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he's he, a wait, wait, wait. He, he's you a sea villain. You saw um, Avengers Earth My, Earth My Heroes, right? Yeah. The uh, the pilot, two-part pilot episode, he was the bad guy that they all fought, they oh, okay. all, all right. fought against. You know, you well, that's what they have to do. They have to do, like, real like sea villains. Because they don't want to throw, like, Power Man and Iron Fist out there. Because they no. do want to make a movie about right. them. And yeah. I think that kind of waters it down if you put them in the TV show. So, well, you could have their uh, the uh, origin in the TV show and then have them pop up in the... All the I know is, if I don't get me some fucking Captain Britain, <laughs> some shoes are going to be flying at my screen. No, sir. don't worry. They will have a Captain Britain. Oh, you, know, sure. you know Andy wants Captain Britain. Um, I I was honestly shocked that we were surprised at um, the Nick Fury... Oh, yeah, cameo. Of course he's going to. They're going to have cameo. No, I understand tomorrow. that. It's just, I didn't know it was happening because, I mean, we live in a day and age where there are no surprises anymore. I, I, I actually, maybe two days before I did start hearing rumors that right. he was going to be in there. But then he showed up and like, Aah! Talk to me about authority, motherfucker. <laughs> I get the authority to downgrade your ass to a Winnebago. <laughs> yes, this is awesome. I think it's good. I don't think it's... People are talking about it like it's this new revolutionary show. No, yeah, it's no, not. No, it's not. It's fine. It's, it's slow burning. The, the girl who's the ingenue is incredibly attractive. Yeah. I this don't, guy? Yeah. yeah, she's real good looking. And they're not going to put her with the hunky agent, are they? No. Well, he's And in be... fact, I just want to go on record saying I love Fitz and Simmons because I know what Joss Whedon does to beloved characters. Wink, 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 uh, Yeah. But to be fair, he killed off uh, Agent Coulson. That's true. I mean, I... He did. I think he's still dead. I just... It's a magical place. I got, to, I got to a certain point where, you know, Fitz and Simmons are doing their thing, and I'm just, like, screaming at the TV, Just fuck already! <laughs> Aren't they supposed to be related? No. No. No, they're just both British. Yeah. Actually, no, he might be Scottish. Yeah, he is Scottish, is but she's still. British? I don't know if they're supposed to be, like, twins or something like that. Yeah. It's fine. I, I, yeah. it's, it'll, it's gonna last a while, I think. I think it, it's getting good ratings. It's, yeah, yeah. It's getting really good ratings, so it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be and fine. I, I cannot wait to see what happens when they start like uh, bring connecting the series to the, the like when uh, Winter Soldier come out. That's gonna have a whole lot, a lot of shield going on, so you know they're gonna have parts of it 
interactive. It's going to be a, an interactive vehicle for right. the movie. And actually, you know, the first test set is going to be in November. Thor. When right. Thor comes out, yeah. Let's see if they do something. So, we'll see if they that. actually tie in anything. Um, Mike, you had some quickly do you wanted to add to the uh, shill? Yes, yeah, a quick shill for uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD on the Wii U. Is it uh-huh. terrible? It, no, it's it's the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker that came out for the, for the GameCube. Yep. But it's an HD. Uh, they, they improved a lot of things that made the original one kind of boring. It's called Windbreaker? Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Oh. And it's just, they, nothing but improvements all around. It's a fantastic game. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, great topic, guys. So next um, next show will be our, our gala. F- is that fifth or sixth Halloween? Oh, shit. This is our sixth? Fifth. Sixth Halloween episode. We're in year, we, we just passed year five. Ooh. Ooh. So, you know what's having the anniversary this year, Mike? I believe it's the 35th anniversary of the original Halloween. That's right. So our next episode, we are going to be talking all about not only the first Halloween, which scared the bejesus out of Jim and I as, oh, as, as small children. I just picked up a Blu-ray. Um, but we'll also be talking about the countless shitty, shitty, shitty singles. Sequels. Well, the second one wasn't too bad. It was just a continuation of the first one. Yeah. Then it just got shitty. Yeah, so we're um so we're gonna be talking all about that. So if you want to get in your favorite Mike Myers, uh, Michael Myers uh, reminiscences, you can email us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. <laughs> you can um, follow us on Twitter at geeksalad radio. You can like our Facebook page, Geek Salad Podcast, uh, and always check out our archive at geeksalad.podbean.com. Do it. So, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later.